0: What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We preview the Ghost Clash that will be taking place this weekend. That's right. Super Bowl weekend is going to have powerlifting and football this is pretty much my dream weekend I get to watch powerlifting Saturday and Sunday then watch a Super Bowl I could not draw it up any better I think I'm gonna die and go to heaven like shortly after because that is a perfect weekend for me and this is a stacked meet with a stacked roster and also we did a preview show because it's a lot of storylines a lot of interesting things a lot of uncertainty as well that surrounds this meet and there's an added interesting element the WRPF has made this meet prize money for raw lifters and wrap lifters from the men and males and females. So there's a lot to discuss there. So that's what we do in the show. We do our predictions for best wrapped male and female lifters. Then we go to raw and do male and female lifters there. We give our top three, we give spotlights Lifters to watch out for, people who think we can sneak into the top three, hot takes all over the place. You know, your prototypical preview show that we do on Two White Lights quite often. This is going to be a fantastic meet of powerlifting. Also, Two White Lights, or at least one half of Two White Lights, is going to be there commentating with Garrett Fear and A1 Digital. It's going to be a terrific meet. It's going to be a terrific weekend for powerlifting. I'm looking forward to it. You should be looking forward to it too. Tune in Saturday, Sunday to the Ghost Clash. You will not be Disappointed, but before we get into that, got to talk to you guys about Left Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to LeftLarBros.com and follow them on Instagram and check out the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport right now. They make you look good from head to toe. If you don't believe me, go on their Instagram because they got the socks, they got the joggers, they got the shorts, they got the shirts and they got some hats, dad hats especially. I'm a big fan of dad hats. I'm a big fan of everything that they have. They are going to make you look good in the gym, outside of the gym, and on the platform. They also got the comp tees. They got so much of Love Floor Bros, and they have also the best powerlifting discount code in the sport, 2WL15. Use that promo code at checkout, and you can look good on the platform, off the platform, and outside of the gym as well. Make sure you're using that promo code 2WL15. Save yourself some money on the best fresh looking designs that they always keep coming out with they keep getting better and better 2022 is going to be a huge year for left lord bros i got the inside information i have seen it i got the documents i've seen what they're releasing and it's going to be fantastic use that promo code 2wl15 also make sure you're going to lift.net and get yourself some stoic gear I wear Stoic gear in the gym and on the platform because it is the best. It is the best quality, and also you're not paying for a label. You're paying for the quality. Use promo code ANGELO10, and you can pay for that quality at a cheaper price. It is fantastic. They'll help you have some money in your pocket and also look good on the platform and also have a very comfortable singlet, tight knee sleeves, great wrist wraps. They are my favorite. And I wouldn't really be talking this highly about them if they weren't quality and my favorite. Also, be on the lookout for a new colorway. I'm very much looking excited for the Navy Blues that they're going to drop hopefully very, very soon. And when they do, use that promo code ANGELO10 to save yourself some money. Also, go to NotoriousLift.com and get yourself some no-slip-drip slippers. They are the best deadlift slippers in the sport right now. Hands down. Best colorway, best design. I love me some notorious lifts, slippers. Sign up for the newsletter. Get a head start on the drop. I'm telling you, people have probably fallen victim of this before. You see a colorway, you like it, you sign, you get on the website. Five minutes later, your size is gone. Don't be that guy or girl. Make sure you are on the newsletter just looking out for those drops and buying it instantly. I'm telling you, instantly. When I got my first pair of notorious lifts, I did it instantly and got them. And haven't looked back. Remember that time I used to deadlift and squat shoes? when well, not anymore. I got notorious no slip drip slipper or no slip, <laughs> no slip drip slippers. I say that too many times for me to mess up. But get yourself a colorway that matches your gym attire, your platform attire perfectly. Make yourself look good deadlifting and make your deadlift move that much better. Also, make sure you're going on Freshly.com. That's right. Powerlifters, you got to start eating healthier. you got to start eating your vegetables. Stop eating gummy worms before the gym. Eat Freshly instead. Use promo code ANG-AFF to save yourself a lot of money. You can leave yourself up to $45 at checkout if you use that promo code at Freshly.com. They are fresh meals, macro-friendly. Also, they give you all the stuff that you need, the protein, the carbs, the vegetables. Yeah, Powerlifters, eat more vegetables. you got to do it. Sour Patch Kids do not count as vegetables, even though they're different colors and fruit. Just because they're fruit flavored doesn't mean they have fruit actually in them. Make sure you are on Freshly.com using that promo code ANG, A-N-G-A-F-F to save yourself some money on some great, affordable, pre-made meals. Also, they ship all throughout the nation. So you get those fresh meals. It doesn't matter where you are in this great, glorious nation. You will get yourself some Freshly foods. Also, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review as well, and make sure you're visiting TwoWhiteLights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. Ooh, baby, I like it. And as promised, I got with me Steve DeNovi, and we have a preview show. And I'm pretty excited about it, because Ghost Clash is coming up on Super Bowl weekend. Oh wait, can I say that? I don't know what our podcast. Do I have to say big game weekend? Why can't we say Super Bowl? That's like a thing. You can't say Super Bowl on like the radio, or else you have to pay ads, or you have to pay royalties to the NFL. All right,
1: I say we do it and see if we're that important. And yeah. if we're that important, that's like the peak of our podcast. That like the NFL came after us.
0: Yeah, suck a dick, Goodell. Yeah, we're doing it. Super Bowl weekend. Well, this this big football game's going on. We got a huge powerlifting going on in Miami, Florida. Ghost Clash. Money meet, big money meet with a really enticing roster. And looking at the roster, it's stacked. But also, you and I were discussing prior to the show, there's not a lot of things that are certain about this meet. Like, there's certain things in uh, past meets on the WRPF and USPA side. You know, Hack's going to win. This lifter is going to win. This lifter, I mean, this meet, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I think we're going to see a lot of surprises.
1: Yeah. And th- this is... And untested meat to the core is that we've got a lot of question marks. Uh, we were having to dig around today to see who was still even competing, um, as well as an interesting factor is that there is prize money and placing for wraps and raw for both men and women. So there's four meats within this meat in reality.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so there's just a lot going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's and that's going to be really interesting, too, because I actually think with any wrapped meet you get, it's going to be uh, enticing, or it's going to be exciting, because wrapped squats, you know, there's always going to be the question mark with depth and judging, and judging becomes all the more important at these meets because they're big money meets. I mean, Kern, uh, the current uh, Open always has those controversies or the judging calls, and um, I know uh, last Kern, there was a question to Marks about it too. So it adds to the drama a little bit uh, going into the meet and you know, wondering how the judging is going to be for the day. I know a few people were already kind of like questioning the, some of the squat tests we're seeing in training, but uh, that's kind of the I always see I always see that with rap meets anyways. Like there's always something like USPA, WRPF, cut through federations. I've seen there be some iffy judging on uh those big rat meets and i at a point i just think it's like i think just rap squats are harder to call than raw squats well
1: as well as i think that you you rarely see a rap squatter go super deep yeah and so like you you don't have i don't you don't have like a a, a baseline to go off like the baseline of what is depth even though it's not supposed to Be different. The baseline of what is depth in wraps is different than what's in sleeves. Just like the baseline of what's depth at for wraps is different than what's multiply. Like there's just kind of like this baseline, mainly because most people just go to a certain standard, and that somehow then becomes the standard. But yeah, I agree. Like wraps tends to just kind of seem like parallel gets called. So we'll see. Maybe they're going to call super deep, and they're going to they're going to red light some people. But that tends to a lot of times be the case.
0: Well, luckily for me, I'm going to be commentating with Garrett Fear, and he. Can make all those calls for me and say some things in the commentating booth w- won't get me in trouble. It'll get Garrett in trouble. So if he has any issues with the judging, he's going to probably sound off on it, and I'll be there and like I don't really know how uh, how to judge a rap squad. I've Never done in my life. Garrett, you're the expert on this, and I'll push all the blame onto him. He's essentially going to be well, no, this.
1: This is, this is your chance to be me. Yeah, say exactly. anything you yeah. want and Garrett will get blamed.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like this is your chance to say actually more. Well, I was about to say like, this is Angelo Fortino's version of what happens on two white lights. Like this is, I, this is called getting denovied. You just, DeNovi yeah. says something and then you get blamed for it. But uh, yeah, I, I I mean, that's actually going to be the commentating dude is going to be good because uh, like, he's very good at judging that and calling it and I'm not. So I'll be uh I'll I'll be definitely on the lookout but regardless it's a fantastic meet looking at the roster. We weren't really sure if we were going to do a preview show for it but then after we really observed the roster there's a lot of heavy hitters at this meet and a lot of people that a lot of people returning to the platform or platform <laughs> Um, or people who've been consistent on the platform, legends of the sport, breakout performers as well. So, one, I'm very excited to be there in person watching this meet and also doing this preview show. And let's start, actually start with, since we bought it up, let's start with rap squats or uh, not rap squats, uh, the rap Kay. division for the men's side.
1: Okay. So, on the rap division, I think we've got a three horse race.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's a couple people we'll talk about that I think could sneak in based on this list, but. Cody Blazik, Micah Marino, and Dan Bell. Yeah. I, I think people probably look and say, well, Dan Bell's going to win. And that's originally what I was like, okay, it's, it's over, he's going to win. Um, but two reasons that might not happen. One, he's not training at full capacity. I think you had a little bit more information on this. I don't know what injury he had, but it sounded like there was some type of injury. But I, I saw on his Instagram, he hasn't benched. He benched like once in the last like couple months. He, he had a deadlift workout where he said he was just kind of doing whatever, didn't really have a plan to it. I think he could probably still, based on his lifts he's doing in the gym, like a twenty five hundred total. But I, I don't think we're seeing like Dan Bell of like the current and the hybrid showdown. We're not going to see like a twenty six hundred plus total.
0: Yeah, I really dig up on the injury. I just remember like there, I past Instagram posts and story posts about you know like him kind of taking a break from things, and then you see the, like the recent training. I was I was about to ask you originally when we started this like okay, is there anyone who could be Dan Bell? Because that's usually what we're saying. He's usually in the top three in any meet, raw or uh, rat meets that he does. And this meet, because of this uncertainty on our end, um, and making the predictions, I, I don't know if I could put him as a clear number one.
1: Yeah, and the reason you can't have him a clear number one is there's a person in this meet that I think a lot of people listening might not even know, that's Cody Blazik. He, he's a very underrated lifter. Not only is he underrated, he hasn't competed since the 2019 Pioneer Open. And I, I might have this storyline incorrect, but at that meet, I believe it was a rap meet, or maybe, or it may, but Hack was doing it too. And everyone thought Hack was going to go 2000 and be the first 181 to ever go 2000, but he was doing it in sleeves. Hack didn't do it. I think that was the meet that Hack almost bombed out on squats. Yeah. But the person who did do it in wraps was Cody Blazing. He, yeah. he was the first ever 181, whether wraps or sleeves, to ever total 2,000. Um, and he hasn't competed since. And I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't really know what was going on with him. I, didn't, I don't know if there's a reason why, but I looked at his list um, and he looks on. Like, I see no reason why he can't go 2,000 plus again. Uh, and if he went 2,000 plus, even a like fully prepped and healthy Dan Bell and all-in Dan Bell might have a hard chance at beating Cody Blazik.
0: Yeah, I agree. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing about Cody Blazek. I remember when that happened in uh twenty nineteen, the Pioneer Open. Um he's such a low key, humble guy that it just he didn't get the social media clout of it. During that weekend he did. Like he became a name to me after he uh broke that two K and people were um People were definitely amazed by it, and people were talking about him, but he, it's just like he's one of those guys who doesn't really get on social media a ton, um, doesn't seem to care about that whole aspect of it. I actually think people listening to the program do know who Cody Blazik is. I think a lot of people who are tuning in to watch Ghost, uh, the Ghost Clash know who Cody Blazik is, and I think a lot of people are excited to see him back on the platform. And, I, and, and he's like such a low-key guy and a humble guy. I don't know exactly where the timeline of his meets has gone you know, and, but just based on past performances and, you know, what kind of lifter he is, I, yeah, I'm going to be in agreement with you. He is definitely a guy who could win uh, the top spot here.
1: Yeah. I He's probably likely going to be my favorite for the reason that he's going in healthy. Everything begins to be going good, but there's an interesting battle. We've got Mike and Marino and Cody Blazik. Mike Marino is 198. So it's going to be a bit tough. That's why Cody's probably going to get my nod. But Mike has been putting up some huge gym lifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he squatted 756, benched 475, and deadlifted 771. The question mark is though, we'll, we'll call him the wild card of this meetup. Blake he was the wild card of the hybrid showdown. Mike is the hybrid, is the wild card here. Is like he's always got the potential to do something insane. It just seems like sometimes he, he struggles to put that all together on the platform from what he does in the gym. But if he could, I could see Micah getting second over Dan Bell. Mm-hmm. That is a very plausible scenario where I don't think people probably are thinking that.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's why this meet is kind of intriguing to me. Like, that could actually happen during this meet uh, on the rap side. Like, I think there could be a lot of jockeying for position, and it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to be looking out for um, lifters, you know, first and second attempts. Like how they handle their first and second squat, very similar to hybrid. Where Hack had a issue with his first and second attempt. Where if he was just one miss away, then you're talking about Blakely Hugh winning. This one, I really think we're going to get three people here who can potentially be in that top spot and um, be in like just this absolute battle throughout the entire day. Hopefully, you know, you, all the guys go nine for nine. But those missed lifts are going to be quite interesting if that if it ends up being that way.
1: Yeah. And like I said, there's a a lot of question marks with these top three of kind of what's going to come. We haven't seen Cody compete in a while. What's Micah going to bring to the platform? What is Dan? What is he going to even shoot for? And I think we've got probably three people that could creep in. And I think probably the most likely one is Danny Masinchik. Um, I think he's two-time winner of Power Surge, super consistent lifter. Um, It looks like his training's on point right now. I expect him to be able to chip what he did at Power Surge. If he has a perfect meet and then I'm going to say more Mike and Dan, if they slip up at all, like Dan, especially, I don't know what he's going to deadlift. He did bench 565 in the gym, but his, his biggest deadlift I've seen is like 739. So I don't know if there's an issue with deadlifts and he's going to be able to do much. Like, let's say Dan has to take like a token deadlift and go seven something. Danny Masinchek is probably going to hit lifts. He's going to be consistent and he would be my favorite to creep in there. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is I, I believe I might be wrong about Uh, where he's, is Eddie, is Edward Blair from Surge too? Yeah. Or trains at Power Surge? Uh,
0: Yeah, he trains at Surge. So he's the next one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's
1: right on the heels of Dan.
0: Yeah, those guys both compete at Power Surge. Actually, all right, so I'm going to make a quick correction right there because I want to give some credit here. Danny Macenthalic, I believe, is a one-time winner of Power Surge. He actually got second one year to Charlie Binkley, who was supposed to compete at this meet, but unfortunately, I think got into a car accident. So he was not able to compete um this weekend, which really sucks because I love watching that guy compete. But uh and like that's why I mean just a plug power search here, that's why power search is a great fucking meet. Like it's the best some of the best listeners in the Midwest kind of going at it, and a lot of guys I get to see train regularly. Um Micenschik uh got second one here. He won this year, and I think he's starting to really, really put it all together. And like you said, Ed Blair, um and Ed Blair, I think he's starting to make that momentum where he's going to get himself into these top five categories of these big money meets um, and the big pro meets that are happening in WRPF and USPA. I think he's uh, coming off of a bit of an injury. He looks great. If you guys go on his Instagram, his squats always look immaculate. His bench always looks immaculate. He has some issues with his deadlift. Um, I mean, that's what happens when you're good at squatting bench. Uh, not everyone could be John Hacky. Your leverages are going to be kind of screwed there. But, yeah, he's a guy I think who could potentially creep in if you see some of these down performances from the top three guys that we're talking about. Um, I'm a big Mccentric fan, though. I really like his his, his way of lifting, um, his style. Things are pretty smooth. I'm, I'm expecting a bit big performance at Danny Mccentric. He's kind of my pick to creep into that top three um, on the rap side who, if we don't get the uh, – if we don't get to Dan Bell, uh, Blasic, and uh, Micah Marino, top three, that uh, a lot of people are are predicting going into the meet. Yeah.
1: I noticed that with Ed, I I assume maybe with squat he had some issues. The the biggest squat I saw him hit was 727, and it moved super fast. So I'm sure at the meet he's just going to go all out, but that was definitely conservative compared to what he's done. But he's going to have a huge bench. He might have, uh, I would say, the biggest bench of the meet. But for those who didn't know, he's got the all-time world record at 220 on bench. Um, But, yeah, Danny Masinchek, he's going to be the start of what I will consider, like, if hybrid showdown was the meat of the deadlift, uh, Ghost Clash is the meat of the squat. Uh, Danny's going to go over 900 likely we got Craig Foster and Patrick McGuire and Dan Bell likely going over a thousand. Like we're going to have a lot of huge squats at this meet.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to get, it's going to start off with a bang here. And, um, squats to me are quite the entertaining lift. I know people love the deadlift, but, uh, the squats entertaining to me. And also, uh, Cody Blasick, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, don't want to keep on getting the hashtag bad journalism. Uh, I think Cody Blazik was the first guy to total 2k hack did it the next day raw. So they both did the same exact thing at the, uh, the pioneer open. Cause I'm checking uh, okay. open powerlifting right now. Cause I remember that, that I think we might've done a two white lights. I don't wanna know about a recap. It might've been just an update or things that we saw, but uh, Cody Blazik and John hack definitely sh- stole the, the uh, pioneer. I think it was called the tree. Yeah. The tribute at the time. They definitely stole the show there that day. So, um, and if you look at Cody Blasik's, uh history too, it's actually pretty funny. Not funny. It's actually kind of amazing. He just starts off his powerlifting career documented on Open Powerlifting 2016 at the age of 30 with a 546 dot score, and then he just a steady rise to 620, and that's not an easy thing to do. It's actually quite remarkable. And and he looks. And I will him. say something about him solid li- like the, the biggest squad I
1: saw from him on Instagram was 705 but he dunked it like again I, I look at him as probably the person I, I don't think is going to miss lifts on technicalities that's why I, I'm I'm pretty confident putting him first
0: yeah I'm really excited to watch him compete too because I said yeah it was 2019 a lot of people were talking about him then you haven't seen him on the platform since so I uh I'm really curious what he can do and yeah, it's gonna be fu- it's gonna be very fun, and also just on a personal level, like where uh, watching John Hack in person was kind of a surreal experience. Um, and getting to commentate that, being able to commentate Dan Bell's list is also gonna be a uh, is gonna be another one of those surreal experiences. Like, it's going to be very, very fun just watching that and watching one of the like the one of the all time best do their things. The winner of the two white lights best male squat of the year too. like that's that's about as prestigious as it gets right a two white lights award
1: yeah i mean i don't know why he doesn't hasn't made a banner of that yet and hung it in that gym down there in florida he should because he should be well out of that if it's perfect storm,
0: if it's perfect storm and it's associated with me it might get removed (laughs) It it might be put in the back with the kilo plates but um yeah you were
1: you you were an issue down there.
0: I was a menace All right, well,
1: well, I was doing some calculations real quick. I think I am gonna change my original top three, so are you ready to do top three? Let's
0: do it yes yeah, let's, let's do it based on uh just let's not wait till the end let's okay. do it right now
1: so one one thing is to note this meat is off of Wilkes,
0: oh, yes, that changes some things, yes, it does
1: like. If it was off of Dots, I probably wouldn't have Dan Bell in the top three because Dots doesn't favor him as much as Wilkes does. Since Wilkes does, and it tends to favor heavier lifters, so I've got Cody Blazik, one. I've got Dan Bell, two. I looked at what I was just calculating is I actually didn't realize until now looking at it, Mike is going up a weight class. He's been doing 181, now he's doing 198, which is actually that may help him yeah. put together a better kind of meet on the platform, not doing as big of a weight class, So I'm excited to see that. But because of that, though – even if he goes a two thousand pound total, that's a five seventy-nine Wilkes. And I don't know if that beats Danny Masinchek. And the fact that I I have a little bit more confidence of Danny hitting lifts, I'm going dumbbell Dan second, Danny Masinchek third. You
0: bitch. All right. That's exactly what I was gonna do. Uh <laughs> I cause I saw your free thing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna put Danny Danny Masinchek number three. Uh all right, I'll go. I'll, make I'll it go. Fun? No, no, no. You no, I, just... no, no, because you already said it, and now it's disingenuous. I'm going to go Micah Marino. <laughs> I'm going to go Micah Marino 3. And now, yeah, now, well, like, yeah. Well,
1: you, you need to build good favor since you're going out to his meet in July or June or whatever it is.
0: Fingers crossed. Get on his good side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, really, I could I could see I could see the jostling being, uh, I, the, being real there. Like, that is going to be a really fun battle there for three, and uh, that's important at these meets. You know, getting top five or top three is important at these meets. So i um, very, very excited to watch that take place. Uh, any, anyone else in the rep side that you're just looking forward to watching the, that wasn't mentioned so far?
1: Correct. I mean, Craig Foster and Patrick McGuire, both a squad a 1,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I will say Patrick's only done that in RPS. I haven't seen those lifts. I don't want to discredit them by any means, but obviously this is going to be his first big meet, I believe. Um, but Craig Foster, huge, huge lift. Um, unfortunately, he has a huge bench too. His deadlift just kind of, or deadlift just kind of holds him back from being in contention. So uh, I'm definitely excited to see. Um, I'll say Craig Foster and Patrick. I mean, they're, they're both going to squat a thousand pounds, probably. So or take a shot at it. So I, I always, no one's ever not interested in seeing a thousand pound squat.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I um, definitely on board with that um, personally. Uh, Jonathan Oldham. I just love me some Jonathan Oldham. I really just like him as a lifter, as a person. He's just a fun dude. Um, Edgar Acevedo, if he doesn't hit spot depth, I'm going to punch him in the fucking stomach. I will get from my commentating booth and walk up to him and just punch him. And he will probably tase me because he's a cop. So it's probably not a, not, not a fair, like not a good fight for me to pick. But yeah, um, Edgar, a uh, good friend of mine. So I'm just getting a hard time there. Uh, but excited to watch him compete. Like I've never, never met him in person and I get to watch him compete now. Cool.
1: Yep. I'll throw out one more just to cover our butts because Garrett is the one that said to watch out for was Cameron Needham. Yeah. I don't know enough about him looking at his list. I didn't see anything that would tell me that he's going to be able to pass up in the, in that third spot. He's definitely in contention. Like if people miss, he's in contention, but if he brings something that we weren't expecting, I want to make sure we have it out there. Cause Garrett specifically said, watch out for Cameron Needham.
0: Yeah. I, and yeah, that was, uh, that was a person that he told me to circle and don't overlook him. Uh, he said that about, uh, Danny Masenchek too. And I, I mean, we just put him in our, in our top three, so I don't think, uh, he's being overlooked at all, but, uh, yeah. Danny
1: Masenchek, anyone, anyone in power, I think shouldn't be looking over Danny Masinchik. He's, he's well known to anyone who actually follows the sport.
0: Yeah. He's been a beast for about five years now. He's, since I got into yeah. the sport, he's been always highlighted. He's been, he's, 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 he competes at these big meets and, does very well at him. So I'm very excited to see him compete um, and to potentially get into that top spot there. Um, all right, so that's our top threes. Apologize if uh, might have might have missed some. But let's see if these predictions pan out in the end. Now let's go on to the women's rap side, where we're going to see yep. a huge battle here.
1: Yeah, we basically got a three-horse race, and the battle for first is the real interesting one. And it's likely going to come down to Haley Hill versus Naomi Shepherd. on paper from past meets. In my opinion, it looks closer, but if we're looking at gym lists, Naomi Shepard has been blowing up the internet lately with some of her lifts. Um, I'm going to cover Haley Hill first. Haley Hill is about as consistent as she gets, and she only does big meets and she only executes like she executes at every meet she's at. And if you haven't seen her grind out a third deadlift, um, it's a spectacle. Um, just expect her to hit her third deadlift, no matter if you think you're going to hit it or not. I'm never going to count that out. She's going to probably hit it. All of her lifts look like she's good for p- like two and a half to five kilo PRs on all lifts. She's already had, Oh, I'm looking at dots here. Cause I don't have Wilps. She, I, I believe she's probably going to go over 600 Wilps. The only issue is that Naomi Shepard is just doing Insane things in the gym. Mm-hmm. She does have to travel from over in Britain. She lives over, I believe, in the UK. So she does have to travel. I don't know how that will play into it, but she hit a 615 total in the gym to good standard off of doubles, um, which would give her a 620 Wilkes. And that would pretty much wrap it up. And so if, if that's looking like that, those are gonna be like second attempts, like I've got to think she's got to be one of the, the heavy favorite here and, and likely the biggest breakout of the meet, yeah. men or women.
0: Absolutely. I mean, when I looked at the roster, I think just familiarity and I guess maybe probably favoritism and bias uh, had me going with Haley Hill because I've seen her compete uh, two or three times. Um, is a regular at Power Surge? Uh, again, guys, this, it's the best meet. I think in the Midwest her assistant reason. also give a shout out
1: to assistant assistant coach for McKendree powerlifting.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? I did not know that.
1: Yep. She's oh. the assistant coach.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, just looking at the roster and I've seen her compete. And like you said, she's consistent, but also just a proficient lifter hits her numbers on the platform. Uh, you talked about her deadlift. One of the best can, one of the best technical conventional deadlifts I've seen. Um, she's really able to stay with the weight and that's why she's able to grind out because she's uh doing all the right things. He's in the right position. Then you observe uh Naomi's you observe Naomi's lifts and it's like I could really see her being a big breakout performer and being in that top five contention for best Wilkes of all time. And Haley Hill like, is great, but that's gonna be a really tough Tough hill to climb is if uh, uh, Naomi Shepard has that meet. Um, yeah, and all, but the travel does affect people. I do think high level lifters are able to really kind of like deal with that adversity pretty well. They have a good plan set out for it, but uh, that's that's going to be an advantage for Haley Hill as uh, the fact that he uh, potentially has to travel. But I don't know. Like those numbers that he's hitting in the gym are well, I mean... freaky. Just to get an idea
1: how ridiculous they are, the current all-time world record squat at 148 in wraps is 575. Naomi Shepard doubled 594. Doubled it. So
0: that's gonna be something to look out for. That's for damn sure.
1: It's huge. And yeah. speaking of big squats, like I said, there's kind of like a big three here. Kirsten Skerlock, I'm gonna put her solidly in third. This is kind of this is kind of like she just competed at hybrid. This is kind of hybrid all over again. Is there's kind of like the two people I think they're a little bit separated. Um, maybe Kirsten could, 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 uh, work her way into second. I just, I don't see it mainly because H- I'm going to use Haley. I think Haley's going to be second and she's so consistent. I don't see her missing lists and opening the door, but the big thing with Kirsten, I can tell you, I know for a fact, um, talking to her coach, MJ MJ Greeno, the goal is 700. She wants to squat 700 in wraps, which would be incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's very similar to a thousand pound squat for male. If if a female is attempting mm-hmm. 700 pounds, people are going to tune in and it's going to be something that is going to get people interested. They're going to tune into the live stream for it. They're going to be – their asses are going to be off the seats when the uh, lift takes place live. So, yeah, Kirsten Sherlock, I mean, we saw her hybrid, had herself a performance there where she was able to break some all-time world records, didn't have the meat she wanted. But I think, from my understanding, like, that was – I don't want to say a tune-up, but they couldn't really peak as much. I think you—they well, were
1: peaking them. for this meat. This yeah. was the meat they cared about, and so hybrid they didn't do a true peak for. Okay. So yes, it, like she had a great meat there without even like truly trying to try to peak for that, knowing that this was the meat they were going for.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, this—that's uh, something. You- what we said earlier, everyone's going to tune into a 1,000 pound squat. Everyone's going to tune into a 700 pound deadlift. Or I mean, a 700 pound female squat as well. And that's going to be a huge storyline going forward. And yeah, potentially with Miss Lifts, she can uh, squeak herself there into potentially that second spot there. But uh, 620 Wilkes or getting at that level is going to be extremely difficult uh, for any lifter, any female lifter to uh, to match. So. We can do, and also, uh, what are some of the lifters that you've seen? Oh, no, actually, I want to bring this up. I apologize. So, Naomi Shepard, I'm looking at her travel history right now as far as competing goes. One competes in WPC for the most part. That's one for us WPC lifers. That's, I'm, I'm included in that fraternity, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> Is that
1: where you have your all-time world records?
0: Uh, Actually, no. Believe it or not, <laughs> um, but uh, WPC and actually WPC in Britain is all is, is actually quite a popular federation out there. So um, travel to uh, Portugal, Finland, Ireland has done a meet in Florida before. So, a per- I mean, th- no stranger to travel. So I don't. I really don't think the travel is going to affect her that much. I
1: think so either because I mean, unlike. USAPL traveling over to like Sweden or Kazakhstan if you're doing bench worlds, um, 24 hours to recomp. So I can't imagine that's, that's a huge effect in comparison to what it might be on the tested side. So I'm, I'm sure that's going to be fine. So I, 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 don't know if there's a lifter I'm looking forward more to seeing to Naomi Shepard, just because of the things that I've seen in the gym, if she can, if she can put that on the platform, that that's going to be, that's going to be a special day.
0: Yeah, I agree uh with th- that's that's a person who i definitely highlighted and that's a person i haven't got to see a lot of um there's uh actually uh shereen marcel who's just an absolute beast lifter uh big squat very excited to see her compete um yeah and uh that that'll kind of wrap up the uh no pun intended uh the women's side so what do we got for top three
1: also i'll give two people just in case. I, again, I I feel like this is pretty solidly top three. Cora Meekham and Brittany Bowles are in the running. Um, I looked at Brittany Bowles. She's her training's going well. I just didn't see anything that told me she could pass up and and get to that Wilkes that Pearson's going to be at. Um, And then Cora, the big question mark there is she struggled a little bit with uh, hitting lifts in the meet. She's had some really good gym lifts, hasn't put on the platform. She competed at the current and the showdown. Uh, but just didn't quite have the day she wanted. They're both kind of on the outskirts that I'll be interested to see, especially Cora. I think she's young. I think you said you looked her up. She's only 21. She can put together a huge day. I mean, she could, she could be there. Someone slips up, but for me, I'm going Naomi. Number one. I actually, honestly, I'd love to go Haley. Number one, just I'm a fan. I like Haley. I love watching her lift. Um but the fact of the matter is I'm just looking at Naomi's lifts and it's looking otherworldly and I think she might be able to go with six fifty Wilkes, which would be I think top five all time for women, if not higher. So I'm gonna go Naomi one, Haley number two, Kirsten third. All
0: right. Um I will go Haley one. I'm going to play my favoritism all the way to the end. I'm gonna go Naomi second and Kirsten third on this. And that'll uh righty. We'll see we'll see how that pans out. Um. Un- actually, I just thought about this. You don't have to face any of the music if you fuck up your picks. I do. For those who, uh, I actually
1: think people are less likely to get onto you in person than over the internet.
0: I, I don't want to challenge that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 not challenge. That's not. That's P- not people a have
1: people have very strong voices over the internet, and when you meet them in person, they don't have strong voices anymore.
0: Yeah yeah and that 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 has happened but um uh yeah we'll we'll uh we'll see if I make new enemies uh, uh with these predictions uh now on to the raw side let's go with the raw men here, and again some interesting things like you look at the roster, you might have people you picked out immediately for top three, and looking at it because of the big performance that was had at showdown. Shane Holler to me is the favorite. He
1: he is. I think he's he's the only non question mark of this entire group because by far there is more question marks and more possibilities in the men's raw side than any other class in this meet. Um, there is so many because one of the big things is. If he was healthy, we wouldn't even be talking about who's going to win. It's going to be Juwan Garrison. And Juwan Garrison very way well could have outwilked the best Raps lifter. That's possible. But Juwan is coming in with an injury. We'll talk about him in a bit. But Shane Howler, super consistent lifter, had a big meet at the showdown. And I think he finally started to get some a little bit of recognition he deserved. Um, I'm looking at his list. He's, he's chipping everything he did from the showdown in the gym. I expect nothing more than him going another 30, 40 pounds over what he did at the showdown and probably walking away with first place without too much of an issue. And after him, everything is, everything's crazy. And there's no, there's no guarantees.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the roster without doing any research at all, I would put Jawan Garrison like number one. I mean, he's that one guy who's just like, he could win so many meets, I mean, he's, like, he's one of those guys. He's, like, in almost, like, a Blakely-Hugh category where it's, like, okay, you got to beat John John Hack or Chad Penson, and those are very hard guys to beat, like, consistently, or, you know, even have one meet where they slip up. Juwan Garrison is that guy. Like, he's doing crazy things that people didn't think were possible, and he's doing it at eighty two and a half. Right now, he seems to be struggling with some injuries, and I think that's, I mean, obviously, that's going to affect him going forward. I still think... I don't know because just how strong the guy is, just how big of a beast he is. I still just have him in that top three. Like, I I I have a hard time taking him out of the top three. Um, and then after this meet, uh, get over to the USAPL, John. Let's uh, let's let's get this going. Yes. Uh, let's get come over to the USAPL right after that. This is my natty elitism just being thrown onto this, but I want to see him um, on on the USAPL platform, and I want to see him do well at this meet. Um big fan of Jawan, competing the same way class. He will be I I'm pretty sure he'll be competing 181 when he uh if he ever makes a change to USAPL and always been the that uh that guy. You know, like that we are all just like what if he was here? What if he was competing against Russ? What if he was competing against Nori? We always uh we always wanted him like in the USAPL, and he has done USAPL meet in the past, so that's why uh that's why it's always bought up. But yeah, Shane. Huge meat look great, and when you look, I mean, even past Jawan here, there's a lot of guys who could potentially get second or third. And looking at the roster, I think the big names that you see could potentially t- jump in there are guys like Shane Hunt, Dawson Windham, um because they're you know they have a lot of notoriety. But a guy uh, that I I think could potentially get third is. Uh, yeah, Jordan Faria.
1: Yeah, I didn't know much about him. He hasn't done a raw meet. I, I can't remember if it was he hasn't he hasn't done a raw oh hasn't done a raw meet in two years. So his best total on wraps is twenty one oh five. When I first saw that, I was like, okay, awesome. I'd probably, I probably mean take off seventy pounds. He's probably not in contention. But then checking out his list, his goal is to match twenty one oh five in sleeves. That's his goal, and if he does that. That honestly could get him second. Now, Jawan, we didn't talk about it, but it's mainly just his squat that's going to be nerfed a little bit. His bench, I think he's going to make a run at the all-time bench world record at 529, I think it is, or something like that. Um, And then deadlift, he wants to go over 700. And I saw his opener. He said his opener on squat's going to be 628. So doing the math on that, that still gives him a pretty, I think it was like a 548 Wilk. So let's say like he gets a second attempt squat at like 650, 660. He's probably at like, Five sixty-ish Wilks. If Jordan can match twenty one hundred, that's a five. That's five sixty plus Wilks. He he's probably the only person I see here that I could see him jumping into second place.
0: I yeah. That that was again. You bought it up on the. uh You bought it up to me, and I had to check. I had to check it out for myself, and like yeah. Good. This is why we do research on these things. I wouldn't have guessed based on the lifters who are in the raw category, that Jordan would be potentially second or third in this. I just would not have um, slated him out for that, but that's going to add to the uh that's going to add to the battle. That's gonna to add to the storylines. And also I think you're seeing we're gonna talk about female Raw too. I think this is potentially that breakout meet for two lifters. Even though I think they already had the breakout meets a showdown. But once you win these big meets people will really, really start to take notice. And, of course, you're going to get a lot of money in your pocket. Um, and we're going to talk about Ashley going on to the female side. But I think Shane and Ashley are, like, very similar with your trajectory in the sport right now. So there's a lot of parallels you can draw from that. But the wild card situation here is fantastic because we mentioned Shane Hunt and Dawson Wyndham. Like, one, I mean, Dawson Wyndham's a wild card. Like, He's he's a Blaine LaHue esque guy where he's walking out. I'm like, is he gonna die or is he going to squat this? And it's on all of his lifts. He's just like so 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 crazy to watch lift.
1: He's hit so my the one thing that I have a question mark here is what does he weigh? He's hit some massive massive. He hit a 771 squat in the gym. His best squat from the showdown 694. I originally, before I was looking more, I was like, oh, Dawson could win this. Until I saw he had signed up for the 242 class. So my question mark is, is he going to weigh 242 or is he going to come in pretty light? Because if he comes in pretty light, that changes a lot of things. And he honestly could could hop up in the second place because of the list he's hitting and his doesn't meet. And he, and he's a long time. I mean, even though he's a wild card, he's done a pretty good job of being pretty consistent with going like seven for nine plus.
0: Yeah. He's, he's an experienced lifter a, too. There. He has my a good background in lifting. Big, t- big meets, different federations, you know, former USAPL lifter. Like he, he knows his way around a competition.
1: Yeah. So depending on what he weighs, that could change a lot of things. But since we can't guess on weight, I've got to assume he's 242. That, even though his weight, is, his total is likely going to increase by like 100 plus pounds, when I did the Wilkes calculations, it really didn't increase his Wilkes by a whole lot with the 22 pound possible weight gain. So that was that was kind of where we're going to see a huge meat from him, but I don't know if it's going to be a huge Wilkes increase if he's going to weigh 242. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Then there's Shane Hunt on there, which I, he didn't have the meat he wanted at Showdown, but... Based on gym lifts, based on his past performances, he's a guy who can, I, I think, find himself into a top three as well. I believe da- I could be totally wrong on this. Does Dawson coach Shane? I, I know, yes. Yeah, yes, he does. he does. Okay, so that's going to be interesting, <laughs> right? Like, I wonder how that's going to be done because um, there's money. I mean, there's money online, but I guess you know maybe if you come up with a deal, like, all right, we can take percentages based off of uh, – Based off of your winnings, and I'll just take the percentage and you know, you can put a nice little cushion on there. Uh I yeah, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> how that's gonna go. Uh it does add a little interesting dynamic, but I I saw I mean this is just a side, I saw Shane at hybrid for like a second. One it's of the Massive. Biggest, one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, oh cool. He was
1: standing next to Kevin. He was standing next to Kevin Oak and he made Kevin Oak look small yeah, in comparison. Like, I was
0: like, cool. The defensive end for the Miami dolphins is here. That's nice. I'm like, Oh, it's Shane hunt. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Uh, just an absolute beast. Huge meet at hybrid in, back in 20, um, 2021. So I, hopefully he's on the trajectory again to surpass that. Uh, especially build some momentum going forward. And also, you get Jordan Wong in here too, which one of the mm-hmm. huge highlights of Showdown was him going lift for lift with Joe Selvin on the all time world record squat. And Jordan Wong's in a great position here to take the all time world record of squat away from Joe Selvin here.
1: Yeah. And based on his posts, he's saying that meat prep has gone about perfect. And he's taking it more serious than any meat prep he has in the last five years. So I expect him to bring his A game. I really, I mean, I'll give uh, a little foresight. I got Shane number one. I've got Jawan number two. I went back and forth and back and forth if I had Jordan Faria or Jordan Wong at number three. Um, I think Jordan Faria had a higher top end potential, but I trusted Jordan Wong a bit more based on the stage he's on and knowing what he did at the showdown. I'll highlight who I'm going to pick later on, but Jordan is there. If if there's someone who I think can sneak in the third out of uh, between Jordan and Jordan, the two Jordans, I think if I just say Jordan's going to get third, I'm probably going to be right.
0: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, Jordan Wong, consistent as they come, fantastic lifter. Um, It's going to be going to be entertaining to watch him lift for sure. And uh, I I guess uh, another wild card here who can definitely find themselves always in a top three is Gerald D O'Neill. And I'm so fucking confused on this. I thought he was suspended. Yeah. from The WRBF. <clears throat> he got kicked out of the current us open for hanging on curtains during weigh-ins. There's a whole story that went along with it. Um, I mean, I pretty much just condensed the story down for you guys. If You guys want to hear the full story. We did a recap with Garrett on the current us open of what exactly happened. But, you know, there was explanations on both sides. But I just assumed when you get kicked out of a meet, you're suspended from the Federation and he's on this roster. I, I don't, I don't know, like, what, the, I, I don't know what the deal is there. I, I don't know if he's competing. Um, I don't know if we, like, if he's going to be allowed to compete, that's a very big head scratcher. Unless it's like a year thing. Maybe it was just a year suspension. And then once 2022 is. I don't know how
1: that's a year suspension. I I feel like that should have been a lifetime. If
0: if I'm going to be honest, he
1: very well could get top three. I refuse to choose him because I don't care if he's my enemy. If you're if you're gonna freaking hang on to a curtain to cheat at weigh-ins, I don't care if you don't like me. I'm not picking you to do anything. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't know how he is as a human being, but at least in powerlifting, um, I'm not a fan. I'm not picking you. So yeah, yeah, don't cheat like that. You should have a lifetime ban.
0: Also, fantastic thing is going to happen here is I'm going to go to the Ghost Clash. And this dude's like a professional fighter or some shit. So he's going to think that I said that about him. And he's going to punch me in the face and not Steve DeNovi. So Yay. this is getting denovi again. So I'm going to be here to face the music yet again. Uh, but, yeah, like, <laughs> I – but, um, I mean, yeah, I just – I don't know what he's doing in the gym because I just kind of stopped following him because I lost a lot of respect, you know, when he do something like that. I know there was explanations on it, and I just don't buy the explanations. Um, and a lot of people kind of confirmed – That, like, yeah, it was, you know, a lot of lifters there were upset about it. And as a lifter myself and a lot of lifters who are just in the competitive spirit, you don't want to see anything like that happen, especially in an untested Fed. Like, getting getting popped or getting, uh, it's funny I said popped, getting, you know, like, busted cheating in an untested Fed is a very, very funny thing to me. It's just, it's, some jokes just write themselves. But, that I mean, seems almost happened. impossible. It has happened before. Like, and before I'm, I'm at looking
1: at here. his, I'm looking at his Instagram. We can't do anything because he is not posting any of his lifts. So, like, we can't really like comment on how things are going. His best, he he competed after the Kern, or maybe yeah. it was before the Kern. Well,
0: that made sense to me because uh,
1: he hit a, he hit a 570 dot score, but that was in wraps. So. He, his best raw squad, I think it was like five twenty nine, And if he did that, I don't know if he'd likely be in contention, but I don't know. There's just, there's just a big old question mark there. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I know I guess the USPA makes sense to me because he doesn't have a suspension from that federation. I just thought with the WRPF, all people included on this, I thought there would be a suspension, but per- potentially it's because it's 2022. Um, yeah, I mean, really like, and that's the reason why he did it. Like if he cut enough weight, and because at the current he could potentially beat chad because he was one of the guys that people were kind of looking at like if he's moving that if he's gonna do what he's been doing um in the gym at that body weight he can potentially jump himself into the top three and win himself some money um he does like everything (laughs) i guess i guess he does do everything that i hate though right like super 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 extreme weight cut Try to, you know, game the system a little bit and uh, come in lighter. Like, all that stuff I don't like, and I stop like, paying attention to it after the Kern. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, I was, when I saw the roster, I'm like, wait, uh, what's going on? But uh, I guess we can give our uh, predictions right now as far as top three goes. Yeah.
1: I mean, I already gave my two. I got Shane number one. I've got Juwan number two. And I, I just, after, after, Getting more info on him. I just really like Jordan Faria. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Faria, Faria. Yeah, we apologize. Um, I, I think will get he has the highest. Kidding. I think he has the best top end potential of all the wild cards of who we're looking at thirds. So I'm going with him.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go Shane number one. I'm going to go Jawan number two. I, yeah, Jawan number two. And I'm going to go with the other Jordan, Jordan Wong number three.
1: Okay. Yeah. You're you're just getting screwed by going second because you're having to
0: well, this purposely well,
1: somewhat differ. No, this one but is But jo- Jordan me, Wong it
0: yeah, this one's not Jordan Wong is a
1: very legitimate pick
0: though. Yeah. Uh this is yeah, this is not me purposely uh, this is not like me trying to go against the grain here. It's mostly just due to like I, I I think that. I think that and I wanna see him do well. I do like lifters like him too. Like, you know, I'm just a fan of those type of lifters. And again, you're analytical. I vote or I go with uh, my people that I just like, you know? So uh, looking and also looking at the rest of the looking at also the raw category, I got to mention Abdullah Faras. Um, he's going to get mad at me if I don't mention my two white lights. So <laughs> so there you go, brother. So I'll,
1: th- <laughs> I'll throw out another wild card. Justin Zottel hasn't competed since 2017, but had like a 530 Wilkes. He could come out of nowhere. I don't know anything about him. Um, hasn't competed in forever. Maybe he comes out of the woodworks and has done some crazy things, but like, or 2018. He hasn't competed since 2018. Maybe he does. I don't know, but um, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We will see indeed. Um, and that's why these meets are good because. You know, the research you have is limited at times in powerlifting, and hopefully we're surprised and proved wrong by a lot of these lifters who break into the top five and top three and really make a name for themselves and make us look stupid. It's in your best interest to make us look stupid. Don't get mad at us if we don't mention your name. Make us look stupid, and it's, it's all the more better. It's like it's, it's icing on top of the cake when you do that. Still not that challenging, but it's icing on top of the cake. All right, now let's go on to women's side. So this one, I really think we have, like, a true three-horse race. But we might get some bad journalism going forward. But number one, Ashley Contorno. She's looking strong. Like, I really like what I'm seeing from Ashley.
1: Yeah, she's hit a uh, 501 squat in the gym. Her squat at the showdown was 474. Um she's benched 336 to match it. it was pretty easy. It was, I shouldn't say pretty easy. It was it wasn't the max, and she that's what she did at the showdown. Um, and then she said she's opening at 490 on deadlifts. Either way, it looks like she's probably gonna be able to chip what she did at the showdown by about 20 to 40 pounds, and that's gonna that's gonna give her a nice little cushion. The big question mark, and where we are very careful about bad journalism is Chloe Lansing. We really tried hard today to find out if she's still competing because she, it seemingly she's deactivated her Instagram account. And we, more bad bull- journalism, yes, hashtag more- bad journalism, came from us not knowing Chloe had dropped out of the showdown.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was the hashtag bad journalism was because of us not knowing that she dropped out. Um, I mean, like, I mean, all right, so like we said with the showdown, Chloe Lansing is one of the premier lifters in the WRPF and USPA. Like, she just is... Injuries have really derailed that momentum that he built because I think we everyone one it was just rooting for that to happen because I think most people are Chloe Lansing fans. Uh what she's what she has to overcome just competing is incredible. And she's a terrific lifter. She's had huge performances, has huge meets. Um I just I'm unsure if she's competing or not. I would put her second. If she was competing, like it's it's one of those things just hard to figure out. And also, even with the research thing, you don't want to like, I don't know. It's DMing people like to get information on you know if someone's competing or not. There's it could get a. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying it could get a little touchy, like just prying a little bit too deep in the information, especially when you don't know people that well. Just a little inside two white lights for you guys. Um, but yeah, like. It's it's a it's a question mark for me. She's on the roster. Uh, the roster was just posted again from Ghost Clash, so I have reasons to believe she's on the roster. And usually, when she's on a roster for any meets, I will put her into the top three. Um, I'm really I'm really high on Ashley right now.
1: Assuming Chloe brings in her best, I looked back at what we had her predicted for the showdown when we were really talking her up and thinking that she was possibility of winning or getting second. Um, based off of that, if I take those same predictions off of the predictions I have for Ashley, I have Ashley winning by a tiny, tiny margin. Um, so if both are perfectly healthy and Chloe's able to be hundred percent, it, it's going to come down to the final poll. And the, the interesting thing is they pretty much have a pretty, they have a pretty similar deadlift. Like I, I, th- I think maybe Chloe would pull last, maybe, I don't know. It, that's gonna if there's a close battle of this meet, it's this. It's gonna be if Chloe's coming in healthy, it's gonna be by far the closest battle of this meet.
0: But yeah, that is going to be a huge battle going forward. If the raw, I mean, I think three heavy hitters going into it, I think that's the battle. It's just the huge question mark. Like I, I, it's hard to make a prediction, but I'm I'm confident. Ashley, like I think Ashley is going to put herself in a position to be one of the premier lifters on the WRPF and USPA circuit going forward. Like, I think that's going to be the lifter we're going to look out for. That's the lifter we're going to see at hybrid, at showdown, and all these, or not the showdown anymore, right? Actually, that should have been, like, at the beginning of was it the pro-RAW. What's it called? The Pro-RAW Championships. Pro-RAW Championships, all right. Showdown is replaced with pro. As, as, Marshall
1: pa- as, well, exact, as Marshall Powell said, if 2021 was the year of the showdown where every meet was a showdown, 2022 – the The catchphrase is "pro." Add "pro" to anything, and that's your meat.
0: Yeah. and By the way, I think the USAPL started that, so let's check one for the Virginia Pro. And- I don't.
1: I don't know. If, I don't know if we can because they the WRPF had the Pro Series last year,
0: mm-hmm, but did they title something "pro" until the Virginia Pro? I I, I, I don't I'm know. That might be it. first. I'm going to claim it, but yeah, uh, Ashley is going to be at all those pro meets. Going forward, and I think she's going to be one of the headliners. Like, where Samantha Rice had, had taken that over in um, at the beginning part of 2022, I think Ashley is going to be the next person to do that. Uh, extremely good lifter, very high on her. Chloe Lansing's always great. And then we got uh, Tamara Walcott lifting as well. And, I mean, mainstream success of powerlifting – She's she's been a big part of it in 2021. Like she's had a huge 2021. That showdown meet. If it benefited anyone, it was Tamara. And you know, uh, I I often talk about you know those single lifts. You know, um, for me personally, even though she's got a terrific total, I'm not taking away from that. But sometimes when you just have a massive fucking deadlift, people will always appreciate it. Like people were, people were. Bouncing around that deadlift that she had at Showdown like crazy. Like Twitter was people who weren't into lifting were posting about it, just talking about how awesome she looked doing it, you know, bought up the fact that she was a mother doing it, got on Ellen as well. Like it was such an incredible thing for powerlifting and that's um that like if there's some mainstream success going, you'd have to think Tamara, and at this meet, I think she's gonna get some money in her pocket as well because she's a she's a damn good lifter too. Not just a good deadlifter, damn good. Yeah, leader. I mean,
1: she hit six fifty in the gym recently, so everything would lead to believe that she's going to be able to chip her all already world record six thirty six deadlift. Um, and I, I've got her pretty solidly in third, just based off of Wilkes. Um, I mean, again, depending on what Chloe's coming in, Chloe's coming in healthy. Tamara's probably very solidly in third, but. Just like you said, we could walk away from this meet, and two years from now, the main thing we remember is Tamara Walcott pulling six fifty five. I mean that could that could be the highlight of the meet.
0: Very very possible for that, and um, I think, and again, you're going to get live stream views on this. You're going to get people tuning in live. You're going to people going going into the meet watching it. I think a lot of people are going to be there for Tamara because she's inspired a lot of people. She's got a lot of people talking about powerlifting, which is one thing we really want to see on. You know, we promote it all the time on Two White Lights. Get people talking about powerlifting. Get people into powerlifting. I think he's done that. Um, I remember when Petrie was on the show, we talked about that. Like, people were interested in powerlifting because of what they saw on social media and on, you know, uh, major television networks. So, I have her selling in third, but let me ask you an interesting question here. Say if Chloe Lansing, um, you know, the the injuries are not fully covered – do you see anyone who could potentially jump into that third uh, third place?
1: Next up would be Yelena Espinoza. No she, she's, a, she's a little bit distant. Uh, it, would, it would definitely depend on Chloe's health. Um, I mean, I'm going on Dots. Uh, Yelena had a 517 Dots um chloe's last meet the hybrid showdown she had 573 so if yelena has an amazing meet and chloe's like having to take like a token squad or something because there's still like a quad injury there because that was the issue going into the showdown um she would be next up she would be kind of the one i'd be looking at as like the the potential third place winner
0: okay yeah i would agree with you on that one um just uh yeah because the raw the raw women's roster is just smaller i'd say there's not quality lifters just smaller than the wrapped roster as far as people can get top three. Um, and I think you think I would actually say, yeah, as far as everyone the, on the pro day, um, you're seeing a lot of that, like uh, from the raw women's side, there's just less females who signed up for the meet. Than who that, are
1: that's a lot because hybrid was a raw only meet. And that, I mean, we did, it was in a wrap meet. So you're obviously just going to have more wrapped competitors because there wasn't a wrapped option earlier in the year. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So. I think I think this one we're just gonna have to go with our top three on this one. Like, yeah. uh, I think uh, what we had kind of set up. I have Ashley in first, uh, Chloe in second, and Tamara Walcott in third. And I think you have that as well.
1: Yep, same thing I've got.
0: Yep, and uh, that'll do it, I guess, for the uh, Ghost Ra- or the Ghost Clash coming up in Miami. I'm very happy to going be going to Miami again, commentating the meets. A1 Digital will be there as well, providing us with an excellent live stream and giving the Super Bowl a run for its money. There's a new, there's a new sporting event in town: football, and it's and it's powerlifting. We're gonna have a better commentating crew too. E- eat your r, eat your heart out, well, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. I'm based make on the your... last
1: time we we're at Miami, there might be more people that ghost clash versus wanting to watch the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. that's a good point i did not expect that um i actually now since it's super gonna be super bowl sunday i have to either do the slide in the chris Collinsworth slide in or garrett's got to do the chris collinsworth slide in if you guys know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about the best slide in in sports if you guys don't know what i'm talking about look on youtube right now a montage of chris Collinsworth slides slide in do you know what i'm talking about with al michaels I'm
1: sure I do. I don't know if I've
0: been referred to it
1: as the slide in. Oh,
0: it's, it's a slide in. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets his roller chair and then, you know, it's always L Michaels talking and then they pan out just a bit. And then Chris Collinworth just smoothly slides into join the conversation. If you guys are into the art of commentating, which I obviously am, you got to check that out. It's like, we got to try it. I think Garrett will fuck it up. If he tried, I'll probably have to do it, but it doesn't really work. Cause I'm color or I'm play by play, but yeah. Uh, we're giving, we're giving the Super Bowl run for its money in Miami. It's going to be a fantastic meet. Very excited to see what goes down. Uh, Monolift meet as well. So potential for you, like you said, you know, the meet of squats is going to definitely take place. There's going to be some real heavy squats. Make sure you guys are tuning in Saturday and Sunday. Watch yourself some powerlifting. Get a little pregame show in before the Super Bowl. And you're going to have yourself a fucking great Sunday. Think about that Sunday. I am... So pumped for that Sunday. I'm going to commentate a powerlifting meet, then watch a Super Bowl right after that. That is my heaven right there. That's combining two of my favorite things. And then the third thing is me losing bets. Actually, fuck it. Let's bet let's bet the powerlifting meet. So I can lose bets there and at the Super Bowl. Joey. Who are get, you going for in the Super Bowl? Joey, get the odds going on fucking ghosts. You're the guy. Joey Bagadonas. You're you're the dude for that. Uh, the Super Bowl, I got to take the line cuz I predicting predicting the Super Bowl is pointless winners and losers. Like I I'm, I'm predicting who's going to win by what margin and how much points are going to be scored. Um I actually dude, I was talking about this. I like the to- the two teams. You know, like if either of them win, I'm pretty happy about it. Or not like I there's not like a team I'm rooting against, let's say. Like I'm not ha- I'm like I'm not psyched because I'm not a, you know, Bengals fan or a Rams fan. I like Joe Burrow. I think everyone likes Joe Burrow at this point and Matt Stafford, people seem to like too. So I'm just hoping for points. A fucking slugfest. I'm going to bet the over. Rams favored, by, Rams favored by
1: four, over under 48.5.
0: Uh, Let's see. Ooh, shit. Um, I'm definitely going to go Bengals plus four. If I decide to bet that, Bengals plus four. Smart money probably would be the under, but. Come on, it's a Super Bowl you want points you want you want chaos you you want you want some you want well, some pro- to happen I think I'd, probably, it's gonna go I'd under. probably
1: take Rams i even though I want the Bengals to win and I don't like the Rams, I would probably bet rams uh, minus four and i go under
0: okay well that's the thing I think the Rams are gonna win because I just don't see you know the i the, i think I, I just the Bengals getting there is pretty incredible. I just think um Bengals have been keeping everything close. So I think they potentially lose by a field goal uh or they they keep it within like two two or three points there to cover that spread and I smart money is the under but sometimes you just can't bet smart you got to bet with your emotions and betting the super bowl over you just you you want to you when you see all the points being scored you want to cash in on the bet you know it's just it's just a great it's just a great feeling so um yeah this is going to be this is going to be one hell of a weekend for me I'm very excited going to be In Miami, watching powerlifting and football. We are definitely going to put the live stream on 2 Lights page. We're going to share it. Make sure you're tuning in. Also, on Monday, potentially big, big guest. Perfect for the Super Bowl hangover you're going to go to. Or you're going to go through. Just perfect. We won't spoil who it is, but potentially a big guest. Have a nice weekend, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.